You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your day three recap for this week's WGC Dell Technologies match play. The Sweet 16 is set. We'll take you through every round and every match that happened on Friday and look ahead to those now new elimination matches for Saturday morning. Greg Ducharme is here. Hello, Greg. Good to see you, bud. Good to see you too, Rick. Um, we've had a, an interesting week here so far at the match play. Uh, not as much mayhem as I expected in general. You know, a lot of things kind of turned out as you expected, um, which was unique for this event, I would say. It was the slowest Friday I can remember here at, at this event. Yeah, we talked about it last night. There was no group that was one and one. I think a third of the field was already eliminated going into Friday. So it was, it, there were, there were only two playoffs. It was, it was fairly low key. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Friday, this has been, it might've been last year where you didn't have any idea what was going to happen. And there are big comebacks and this year it was um, just a little bit slower, but Hey, sometimes a, a, um, you know, a really snowy winter leads to a great summer. And I'm, I'm hoping that these next elimination matches give us some real excitement over the weekend. All right, well, here we go. Let's set the stage. Group number four, a meaningless match out of the gate. Nick Taylor wins three and two over KH Lee. KH Lee never led in this match. He drops to 0-3. Nick Taylor gets himself a little bit of extra cash and ex- uh, improves his record to 1-2. and two. It was the other side of this group, Greg, that was for all the marbles. It was Patrick Cantlay and Brian Harmon both entering the day at 2 and. Oh, uh, Harmon got off to an early start, but Patrick Cantlay took the lead at number six and never looked back. Two and one victory for the fourth seed in this tournament. And Patrick Cantlay moves out of group four at three. Oh, and oh, he has a pretty good record in match play. This is the first time he's ever moved out of, uh, moved out into group play. Um, and today, he really just took care of the he took care of the wedge holes, the shorter holes, and he took care of the par fives with the exception of number 12. And, and he kind of really made it look easy. So for Patrick Cantlay, I think he's in very good form. I love what he's doing with the wedges. Group number nine. Another meaningless match on the Svensson-Victor Perez side of things. And finally, we got that rabid Victor Perez that we saw a couple of years ago. Got to five up through seven holes, and he absolutely destroys Adam Svensson. Five and four. Svensson drops to 0-2 and one. Victor Perez improves to one and two. The other side of this group is where everything was determined. Jason Day needed just a half a point, Greg, and he did much better than that 
destroying. Can I say destroying? Colin Morikawa, four and three. One of the more impressive victories. And Jason Day trying to give himself another chance to win this match play. Uh, three out of birdie and three out of the first four holes. That's it. When, when you get into a situation where you need a half and you're able to get off to that kind of a start, you put yourself in position and you put yourself in control of the match. That's exactly what Jason day did. And, and he never let loose with the drive. I mean, he, he only missed one fairway today. He has been hitting the ball beautifully this week. Uh, and when you have the putter at the other end of the bag that Jason day does uh, look out, he's going to be a really tough out. Match one of group eight, Victor Hovland defeats Chris Kirk four and three. Victor gets his first win of the week. Thanks to birdies at 11, 12 and 14 to put Chris Kirk away early. The other half of this, Matt Kuchar knows how to play a little match play seven and six domination over Siwoo Kim to not only advance out of group eight for Matt Kuchar, Greg, but now tie? Did he tie or break Tiger's all-time match play record? Tied. Tied. Uh, and has an opportunity to break it. Yes. Um, which is which is really cool because this is the last this is the last rendition of this event. So Matt Kutra has a chance to walk off as kind of the all-time hero of match play. Um, which is really cool. But this was really a Siwoo Kim story. Siwoo Kim really kind of gave this one away. Right. I um I expect a little more out of him. He, he made four bogeys in a row, which is just you're you're just giving up holes. And Matt Kuchar's so steady, you can't do that against him. Uh, so that that was it's a great win for Kuchar. It doesn't take anything away from it, and he played really well. Uh, but but the seven and six is a result of Siwoo's poor play. Group three, Denny McCarthy falls to Scott Stallings. Stallings earning the victory one up. Denny McCarthy played much better, in my opinion, than his 0-2-1 oh, record yeah. showed. Scott Stallings one and two. It is Rory McElroy who defeats Keegan Bradley three and two to go undefeated through group number three. Rory McElroy never trailed in this match. Keegan Bradley, in fact, only won one hole on the day, Greg, and it'll be Rory McElroy coming out of group three. I'm sure you didn't get into it last night, but um, I think the driver, the, the, the new driver shaft for Rory is working. Mm. Um, and uh, the putter, I'll tell you, I had my concerns about all these equipment changes at once, but it all looks really good. And Rory today got off to exactly the start we were talking about in that Jason Day match where you have to get off to a good start and all of a sudden you can control the match. And he's two up through five, and he does. He he leans on the driver, makes a bunch of pars, doesn't make any mistakes. Still able to pick up a couple of wins, um, and then finishes like a champion, birdieing his last two holes in fifteen and sixteen. Group twelve was one of the early matches out, and Shane Lowry must be a morning person. Wins five of the first nine holes against Jordan Spieth. Jordan Spieth had an opportunity to get out of this group. I believe he needed a little bit of help, but only able to rally with wins on holes 11, 12, and 13. It was still a two-and-one victory over Spieth. I'll, I'll pause here, Greg, because this was a pretty meaningful match early, and Jordan Spieth didn't have much life. No, um, it, it was meaningful, and he got the help he needed. Right, I mean, he, he beat Shane Lowry. He's in that playoff with Taylor Montgomery and, uh, and and Mackenzie Hughes. And I really feel like Jordan should be there. Now, he woke up a little late. I'm not sure when the coffee kicked in for him. <laughs> but this is a really slow start. You concede the first hole. 
Uh, and then, and then you make bogeys at eight and nine, no birdies until the 12th hole. Um, that's, that's very unlike Jordan Spieth and it's not a good way to win a match. Uh, it is the exact opposite of what Jason day and Rory McIlroy did. Uh, and it's, it's a little bit disappointing. I still think all things considered, this is a uh, pretty, there, there's a lot of positives to take away for Jordan Spieth from this week uh, and a couple of nice past performances, but to come out of the gate when you need a win that slow is definitely a disappointment. The other half of this group, the two lowest seeds battling it out to see who gets out of this group. And Mackenzie Hughes goes ham and cheese over Taylor Montgomery, beats him six and four. But Greg, all that really does is allow them to continue to play. They go back to uh, the first tee and have to play a playoff. And it was not good for Taylor Montgomery. Not good. He literally, uh, I'm going to use the word flubbed his tee shot. <laughs> How would you describe what seemed to be a 180-yard chunk popped up hybrid? It, you you just said the word. I would say chunked. He chunked, chunked it. Chunked um, it. He chunked it. That was, was that a hybrid? I thought that was driver. It looked like a... I think it was at least three wood. I don't think it was driver. Right? I think it was driver. If it's oh, driver, it's even worse. <laughs> we might have to go check this. He the So by shot link, he had uh, he hit it 187 yards. Mackenzie Hughes hit it 345 <laughs> yards. Mackenzie Hughes outdrove Taylor Montgomery on the first hole of the playoff by what is that? A, a cool 160 shot, 160 yards. Yeah, it was like 225 in for Taylor Montgomery, who's a he's a long hitter. I, I will say this about Taylor Montgomery. He, as great of a player as he is, and as good as he's been, you if you look at his record and you watch him play, there is a stark contrast. Because for a guy who is as impressive as he is and has put up the results that he's put up, he hit some of the worst shots uh, um, on tour. I mean, he's hit two shanks so far this year that have been on TV on Sunday, and he hit that shot. Which you can't call it a shank because it was some kind of wood. I guess the debate is open. I hope I'm wrong and it wasn't you, a driver, but I thought it was. Right. I mean, if I was Taylor Montgomery, I'd be hitting driver there. Um, it does. It also doesn't help that he flew the green on his second shot by about 30 yards. I mean, it was. It, yeah. It, there was. It was over. There. There was no and playoff then to next be had. one into the bunker. Into yeah, the there, bunker. There was no playoff. Mackenzie Hughes uh, obviously is able to defeat Taylor Montgomery and advance out of Group 12. Group number five. Well. Um, Pretty slow day for Max Homa because Hideki Matsuyama cites a neck injury and concedes. Homa gets to go to the range, have a little date night with his wife, doesn't have to put in the full-on match, improves to 3-0. He wins Group 5 and now is seemingly well-rested as we get into the elimination phase. Yeah, I mean, and that makes it slow for the Kisner and Sub match as well because they both needed help yeah. um, with Hideki beating uh, uh, Max Homa. Hideki played really well yesterday too, but you, you saw him wearing the, the patch on his neck all week long. Um, and, and I think it was, uh, it must've just flared up, but he played really well yesterday. So Max Homa's had kind of an interesting run through this group, but it, he hasn't had to do a whole lot. Um, hasn't had to make a ton of birdies and it's just kind of cruised in. And I wonder if, if he's able to, you know, get through tomorrow, if that is a big help, on on Sunday because the fatigue factor for him is lower than it is for anybody else. 
That's right. So the other half of that, as Greg mentioned, it was uh, Kevin Kisner versus Justin Suh. Kevin Kisner adds a vanity win to his match play record two up. So he will uh, improve to one and two. Justin Suh drops to one and two out of group five. Group 13, this is pretty encouraging. Uh, Sam Burns, two up over Seamus Power to win his group undefeated. Three and oh for Burnsy. 3-0 and for Burnsy and um, some clutch performances, too. I mean, they're tied going into 16, and he birdies the last three holes. Now, they're they're all gettable, but that's not a, a scorecard you see a whole lot of in this event. So really solid play for Sam Burns. He is filling it up on the greens right now. Um, in fact, I know you know the, the statistics in this event are really wonky, but when I see somebody in first, it catches my attention. And when you're three and zero and first and strokes game putting, it's a it's a good sign, even with the massive grain of salt. It might be a rock assault that comes with any statistics for this week. Yeah, the other half of Group 13 was a battle of the Adams, Scott, and Hadwin. Scott could have gotten through, but he would have needed help. It didn't matter because the Desert Dog, Adam Hadwin, beats Adam Scott 3-2 and two in a match that he never trailed in. No, um, a really, really steady play. Adam Scott's been trailing this entire week and yeah. eked out a, you know, eked out a win and a, a tough loss. So difficult week for him, but I think I think Adam Scott's still in pretty good form. The two guys that I liked out of Group 16, Sung J M and Tommy Fleetwood, battled today, and it was Sung J M who got the best of Tommy four and three. Sung J goes two and one, Greg, but it it doesn't. It doesn't matter because JT Poston posts a three and one victory over Maverick McNeely to go undefeated. And the 43 overall seed gets out of group number 16. He played really well last week at the Valspar um, and uncharacteristically missed some short putts. It's been yeah. a different story this week. He is putted much better. And you're starting to see a little pattern here where you have JT Poston, you have Jason Day, you have Sam Burns, a bunch of guys who are really, really strong with the flat stick uh, advancing out of their group. Group number one, I've heard of this guy. Scotty Scheffler goes out and beats Tom Kim three and two. Tom Kim got off to a, a pretty decent start here. He was two up through two. Scotty clawed his way back into this. He took the lead on number six, and he never gave it back. Scotty Scheffler going for yet another title defense, undefeated out of his group. And it hasn't been very stressful. Um, it he has just kind of done his thing. And, you know, watching him on TV is interesting because he he's made some mistakes and missed some putts and – it must have been on Wednesday night. He was kind of a little flustered after a miss. He and Ted Scott were arguing over which way a putt broke. Um, and and he's still one up or two up. You just always see Scotty Scheffler up. Uh, and if you're Tom Kim, you can't go that long without making a birdie and expect to beat Scotty Scheffler. Makes that uh, second birdie in a row at number two and doesn't make another one until 16. Uh, and you can guess by that point, it's way too late. There, there's a lot of permutations and things that we'll talk about in a second, but just for 
purposes of, of, of where we're at. Scotty Scheffler, the favorite to win this golf tournament, four to one over at Caesar Sportsbook. It's not a, like a traditional event where we would talk about that, but just throwing it out there that Scotty Scheffler is the favorite. The yeah. other half of group number one uh, didn't matter all that much. They played to a tie. It was Alex Norin and Davis Riley. A little bit of back and forth action, pretty close uh, the entire day. Oh, two and one for Norin, one, one and one for Davis Riley. Yeah. Um, Look, this is, uh, Alex Noren hit the ball great this week, uh, especially today. He hit 16 of 18 greens. Um, didn't quite make enough putts. But yeah, it, it was a good match, but not really an important one. Group 11, this is the Fitzpatrick group. Sahith Tagala, who was my one and done, who fell in a heartbreaker to Min Woo Lee on Wednesday, gets a little bit of revenge, two and one over Matt Fitzpatrick. Matt Fitzpatrick falls to one and two, unable to defend his group as the top seed. And this was all over the place. You know, it was tied. Uh, Sahith took a lead. Then it was tied again. And Matt Fitzpatrick took a lead for a couple of holes, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, until Sahith was able to, to extend and close this thing out yeah Sahith, a uh, really talented player the loss to minwoo was very disappointing uh, matt fitzpatrick has a little bit of work to do on his game this is this has not been the matt fitzpatrick uh, uh, that we saw all of last year and i know we can get it back he's just got a little work to do before he gets there Maybe the most surprising result of the week, or at least uh, so far out of the group stage is jj spawn the 61st seed the highest seed to advance out of a group has done just that. And he's done it in pretty impressive fashion. Greg a three Oh and O record while also, how about this finishing with four birdies in a row to beat Min Woo Lee two and one. Uh, he said after the round in an interview, um, his caddy said to him after, uh, after 13, well, and they're one down, um, let's just go birdie the last four holes. <laughs> and that's what they did. And I'm thinking, well, if you're a cat, is that really all you have to say to a player to get him to, to, oh, to get okay. go? Yeah. Oh, Oh, you want me to go make birdies? Oh. It, it's, it's really impressive, but that kind of thing always cracks me up. Like, do you need as a player that kind like, I know what I need. I know I'm losing the match. I know I need to make birdies here. Um, but it, it just, it cracks me up, but we, nonetheless, we we never hear the times where he says, let's go make some birdies. And the guy makes like four bogeys in a row. Right. We never hear about those times. Right. <laughs> and I don't know how often that happens for them. Cause we never hear it, but uh, I've had some partners tell me to go make a bunch of birdies and it has not gone that way. It's uh, <laughs> not an easy button. Not, not a way to motivate Greg to charm out on the golf course. Uh, group six. So, I'll actually go in opposite order here, Josh. Apologies. Uh, Cam Davis beats Aaron Wise one up, winning the final hole, winning the 18th. That one went the distance. Doesn't really matter. It improved Cam Davis's uh, record to two and one, dropped Aaron Wise to one and two. But because Xander Shoffley was able to defeat Tom Hoagie one up, thanks to a birdie on 18, the X-Man and the sixth seed goes undefeated and gets himself out of the group. The story in this match was really 17, mm -hmm. uh, which was kind of wild because Tom Hoagie nearly hits it in the uh, in, into the penalty area and it just kind of hangs up in the rocks. But he's able to have he has a shot and Xander Shoffley clanks it off a rock that's in the penalty area and it bounces back into play. Shoffley gets up and down and Hoagie doesn't. I mean, they, they both tried to give that match away on on 17, um, but Xander took advantage of a great break and. Hey, he's 
he's looking really strong right now. I know we were texting about this before. Um, he's he's got that putter working right now too. He does, and his, we'll talk about his path uh, in just a second. Group number fourteen, one of the more disappointing results of the week. Terrell Hatton, o three and o, thanks to Russell Henley's three and two victory. Hatton got up early and was holding the lead through six holes, but Russell Henley was able to win seven to square the match. He took the lead on ten and just simply extended from there on out. Um, I don't know what happened to Hatton this week. He was shaking the hand on Wednesday. I know we read a lot into that stuff and we just happened to catch it on camera of PGA tour live while he was warming up. And I don't know if I heard anything else outside of that, but like, I don't know. It wasn't good. I'm pretty sure I played him in one and done. Um, yeah, you might. Yikes. Yeah, I did. Um, I definitely did. And that's very disappointing. Did we, did we, Josh, did we get anybody out of the group? Did anybody get anyone out of the group? Is somebody at Jason Day? We'll, we'll look into that while we do it. The rest of group 14, uh, how about this one? The 46 seed Lucas Herbert uh, completes a clean 3-0-0 week thanks to a 3-1 victory over Ben Griffin. There were a lot of birdies made in this match. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven birdies and an eagle from Herbert. Ben Griffin birdied five in a row from 12 through 16 and number nine. So his final, his final eight holes of the day, Ben Griffin made six birdies and still lost three and one. I Lucas Herbert is by the way, another guy that really leans on the flat stick, yeah. uh, but he was fired up. He was making, uh, making putts and giving big fist pumps. Ben Griffin was giving fist pumps too. these guys. Um, these guys were really excited, but one thing I, I think they missed on the broadcast, Lucas Herbert had to get out of his group to get into the masters. Uh, he was, right. the he was 56 in the OWGR heading in and gets out of his group. So, you know, winning the group is a big deal. Um, but for Lucas Herbert, it means a little bit more. He, he is likely, I mean, I guess that's not official uh, at this point, but it's likely that he's going to get a master's invitation now. Wow. Good call there. Uh, just to put a bow on it, Greg, you had Terrell Hatton. I had Sahith Tagala. Uh, Mark had Tommy Fleetwood. We will all be knocked out of this tournament. Kyle M, the fans, Sia, and Kyle Porter all had Patrick Cantlay. Talk about that guy. And Patrick had Jason Day. So there is a lot of money still on the line right now. Group 10. Ooh, group 10 was a fun one. Uh, where do I want to start? Let's start oh, with man. this one, Josh. Let's go Moronk destroying Christian Bezadenhout five and four. It was all Moronk all the time. He was three up through five. He, I mean, it was, it, it was over that improved his record to two and oh, so that he needed, he needed help from Kurt Kitayama, Greg. He needed Kitayama to beat Tony Finau, which he did four and three in a match that Kitayama dominated. Uh, I mean, he was leading by the second hole, never gave it up. So what this created was a the only, we only had two playoffs today, the only three-way playoff. So when we do a three-way playoff, it goes to stroke play, not match play. So it's Finau, Kitayama, Moronk deciding the fate of group number 10. Finau gets in an ugly spot behind the green, ends up making double. So his his now tournament is over. Uh, yeah. Moronk and Kitayama make pars go to the second hole. Kitayama buries a birdie putt 
Morant cannot match it. Kitayama is your winner out of group 10. So this one to me highlights, and I'm, I'm focusing on Tony Fee now here. This highlights the difference between match play and stroke play. Um, Tony Fee now played beautiful golf this week. Uh, he made six birdies on Wednesday, seven birdies on Thursday, playing phenomenal. And it just cools off on day three. Now, in a 72-hole event, this happens all the time. We predict it, and we talk about it in all of our round-by-round recaps. Um, But when it happens in match play, and you run into the Sunday version of Kurt Kitayama at the Arnold Palmer Invitational, you get beat. Uh, In fact, you get smacked, and it, it looks ugly. And so on your off day, you still have to figure out a way to win. Part of that is luck. What is the other guy going to bring? Is he going to bring his best or or not? Um, but if this were a stroke play event, Tony Fina would be likely still near the top of the leaderboard. Uh, and unfortunately, he's not. And he's going home. Five in a row for Tony Fina, never getting out of his group. Yeah, yeah it's uh, a little bit surprising for a player as, as talented as he is. But this year, I thought it would be a little different because he's really a different putter this time this year than he was in this event last year. And he putted that way early in the week. Um, But it just, it really cooled off for him today. Group number seven, Ryan Fox played the waiting game today because Will Zalatoris cited illness and withdrew, conceding the match to Ryan Fox. So that improved Fox's record to two and one. So now he becomes a big old fan of Harris English trying to defeat Andrew Putnam, which would put them into a three-way playoff. Unfortunately for Ryan Fox, uh, he did not get that help. And Andrew Putnam goes perfect on the week. Thanks to a four and three win over Harris English, where Putnam won the first hole and never trailed Harris English won two holes throughout this, but uh, Putnam has been quite impressive and will be the winner of group seven. Yes. He's been very impressive. He's aptly named Andrew Putnam. This is another guy that kind of leans on the flat stick. Uh, but again, for Harris English, you can't give holes away, especially early. How often as we go through all these matches, have we seen somebody stumble early, get off to a cool start, give an early hole away and they can't come back. Uh, and it's just, it's a really hard thing to do because there are a lot of birdies late. And if you go into those holes, uh, if you only birdie the holes that you should birdie, they're they're not necessarily going to win holes for you. Um, and Harris English kind of ran into that today. Speaking of impressive, Cameron Young. <sighs> yeah. Um, this dude don't stop. Four birdies in a row out of the gate. He won All four of those, he was five up through 11, and it was a fairly short day, a five and three victory over Sepp Straka to improve to three and oh, Greg, we talked about him a lot before this tournament started and the firepower that he possesses. He has lived up to the hype. Wednesday's match. I know you talked about it. He made nine threes in a row. Um, He was actually beating that pace today through four holes, which is hard to imagine. (laughs) Because he went three, 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 two. Yes. (laughs) Uh, So really, really good stuff from Cam Young. And I mean, the the shot that he hit at number seven was ridiculous. Um, 11 was ridiculous. I know that hole was conceded, but he just stuffed it in there. 
So that would be another birdie that I would add to that list if you're looking at that scorecard. So it's um, you see six circles on this card if you're watching on YouTube right now. I would definitely add a seventh to that. So the guy's unreal, and the combination of he and Paul Tesori, I don't know, maybe we have another Scotty Scheffler, Ted Scott, experienced caddy, young, talented player coming our way. Yeah, that'd be pretty sick. Um, the other half of this, Corey Connors and Davis Thompson, neither of these two played particularly poorly. In fact, I thought they both played fairly good this week. Davis Thompson made some ugly stuff early, but he kind of came back towards the end of this. Uh, when the dust settled, it was two and one in favor of Corey Connors, which ends up being his record for the week. Davis Thompson goes one and two, but uh, they ran into a Cam Young buzzsaw. Yeah, that and there's nothing you can do about it, right? Um, Corey Connors played some really, really good golf this week. Uh, was really impressive. Davis Thompson fought so hard in that match. He he ran into the Cam Young buzzsaw of nine birdies in a row or nine threes in a row yeah. in the very first nine, and still only lost three and two. It's kind of amazing that he, you know, that's a that's another T-shirt ready to be made, Oof. right? That's another nine and eight that you're looking at, and and he takes him you know, pretty far all the way through 16. So impressive stuff for them too. Uh, final group, group two is John Rahm's group. John Rahm promised us a little electricity in his match against Billy Horschel today. And I didn't see it. And Billy Horschel runs away with it. Five and four, a dominating performance over John Rahm, which is Greg, something I never get to say. No. Um, well, John Rahm, there's something going on here. I mean, he, he doesn't make a birdie. You're yeah. playing against John Rahm, the number two player in the world, who goes crazy yesterday. I mean, whatever the frustrations he was feeling against Ricky Fowler, he took out on Keith, poor Keith Mitchell yesterday. And I was kind of expecting the same thing. I mean, I, I'm looking at this from Ricky's perspective, who lost yesterday, thinking John Rahm um, is the perfect guy to have play Billy Horschel. As good as Billy Horschel is in match play, He's got to go against that guy and, and, and John and John Rom just, he, he lays an egg. He, com he completely laid an egg. I mean, you, not a single birdie. I, I was astounded by that. And Billy Horschel played smart. He took complete advantage. He did exactly what he had to do. Made a couple putts, kept the ball in front of him. Didn't give any holes away uh, and, and cleans up the group. Yes, he does. So with that 2-0-1 record, Billy Horschel is going to move on. The, the other half of this group is uh, technically still out on the golf course right now. Ricky Fowler uh, and Keith Mitchell are playing the final hole. Ricky Fowler is is one up. Uh, it's it's not going to matter. Not, not, no outcome here, Greg, is going to change who comes out of this group. So they're playing for pride. and They're pl playing for a little bit of extra cash. But group two has been decided, and it's Billy Horschel's. Yep, it's Billy Horschel's. Ricky played some really solid golf this week um, in the match yesterday. It's got a sting for him, but but he's definitely moving in the right direction. Ricky also had a chance to get in to the Masters this week. He needed to get to the quarterfinals, so he needed to get out of this group and win a match. That's obviously not going to happen. It's it's Billy Horschel spoiling the party. Okay, um, we'll reset and we'll look ahead at those Sweet 16 matchups and talk about how this is going to work for tomorrow. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we're back. Uh, all right, Greg. So we've got the Sweet 16 matchup set. Now, remember, this is a long day of golf. Saturday is a long day. We are going to play the round of 16 and the round of eight. So 36 holes for those that win. And then, of course, on Sunday, same thing. We're going to play four down to two, two down to one. So we talked a little bit about Max Homa being able to be uh, well-rested going into this. But no longer can you get away with a bad round, a couple of bad holes. It's, it's losing you go. Losing, you go. And look, I, I think, quite frankly, a couple guys had some losses that got into the round of 16, and they need help. So the, an element of luck comes into play. Um, but a number of guys without a loss have gotten through. Um, and and that's exactly, you're going to have to run the table, right? You're talking about a Sam Burns, a Scotty Scheffler, a Rory McIlroy. These guys are going to have to win seven matches in a row now in order to, uh, to claim the title. Here we go. Uh, our first matchup uh group number one winner scotty scheffler faces off against group number 16 winner jt poston we i haven't seen the odds yet scotty scheffler is obviously going to be a heavy favorite in this matchup but if poston can find a hot flat stick like he's kind of getting back on track who knows they were both three and oh in group play yeah jt poston is certainly capable um but the the issue is is that he's playing scotty scheffler and i just it's so hard to see a path. You have to catch him on a rare bad day. But Scotty just plays so smart. He's not going to give you anything. Uh, and he will handle all the holes he needs to handle. He'll make birdie on the par fives and the wedge holes. And you're going to have to match him with that and and sprinkle in a couple uh, elsewhere. So, yeah, I got, I got Scotty in this one. Uh, the winner of that match will face the winner of Group 9, Group 8, which is Jason Day, Matt Kuchar. We talked about it. Kuchar is going for the record, and Jason Day might be one of the hottest players on the planet. A couple of savvy vets with a lot of match play experience. Yes. Um, now, I, unfortunately, I think... 
for Matt Kuchar, Jason Day is not a good player to draw. Uh, he's hitting the ball so well right now. We talked about his driving. I think that's going to give Jason Day a big advantage because he's not only hitting it a, a lot longer than Kuchar, um, but he is uh, he is extremely accurate. He hasn't been missing a lot of fairways. So, and, and again, the the strength of Kuchar, those wedge play and and putting. Well, that's also the strength of Jason Day. So I think Jay Day has the upper hand here. Uh, Scotty Scheffler, Jason Day, Elite 8 matchup would be pretty sick. We'll see if that happens in the afternoon session or not. Bottom left-hand portion of this bracket. Max Homa, well-rested, gets Mackenzie Hughes, the highest seed out of Group 12. I don't think many people thought Hughes was going to go uh, this far, and now he's got his hands full with Max Homa. Yeah, Mackenzie Hughes is a, a scrappy competitor, uh, but I do think Max Homa is is really fresh. It was a big advantage for him not to play today, in my opinion. Um, but he, he's got to, if he gets through Mackenzie Hughes, it becomes a big advantage. Um, but Mackenzie Hughes is not an easy out. He's got to really pay attention. Of course, I like Homa in this one, but I would not be surprised here if, um, you know, Max Homa's caught sleeping a little bit just because he's had a little, this, this is like the first round buy in the NFL playoffs, right? Is it a, is it a good thing when, you know, you're resting some players or, or do you want to keep, uh, keep everything going forward. Max Homa didn't have that opportunity. Uh, I think Mackenzie Hughes comes in inspired. We are starting to get some odds coming out here for these matchups. So, uh, excuse me, Scotty Scheffler, the biggest favor on the board, minus 225 to JT Poston's plus 175. Jason Day is the favorite, minus 163 to Matt Kuchar's plus 130. Max Homa, minus 175 to Mackenzie Hughes's plus 140. This next matchup, Sam Burns and Patrick Cantlay. Let's talk about firepower. Those are two top seeds colliding in the Sweet 16. Cantlay, minus 143 to Sam Burns' plus 115. Yeah, I think for, uh, you know, this one, that, it's not a great number for Cantlay, honestly. This one, uh, I'm looking at it, could have been a pick em almost. Um, both playing really well, very comparable styles of game, I would say. Um, I, I do like Cantlay in this, although with that number, I may, I may sway towards the side of Sam Burns. I just love what I've seen out of Cantlay so far with the wedge play. Um, and I know what he can do on the greens. I, I think he can match Sam Burns on the greens, but with that number, it may be a smart play to to pick Sam Burns. The other side of the brackets, group two, group 15, that's Billy Horschel and Cam Young. We've been talking about it, Greg, Cam Young, obviously uh, firepower beyond belief, but Billy Horschel, don't forget, won this event two years ago. Yes, uh, you can never sleep on Billy Horschel. Cam Young knows that, but for Billy Horschel, he's going to have to do a whole lot more than he did today against John Rahm. If Cam Young doesn't make any birdies in tomorrow's match, I will be absolutely stunned. Absolutely stunned. It's not going to happen. Cam Young is on fire right now, and he's going to be... Um, you're, you're probably going to see him on, on Sunday playing at some point. Group 10, Group 7. Kurt Kitayama, the 19 seed, will face off against Andrew Putnam. This is the closest match, according to the odds makers. Kurt Kitayama, tiny favorite, minus 115 to Andrew Putnam's minus 105. So we are, this is the closest one we've got. Yeah, I, I probably lean a little bit towards Putnam. I just, the one thing I worry about, Kitayama is such a tough competitor. Um, but the one thing I worry about with him is a little bit of inconsistency. From time to time, uh, I feel like we get ho really high highs and really low lows with K Kitty Yama. 
Um, and I love what Andrew Putnam has been doing on the greens. And I think you may be able to sneak by Kitayama. Sander Shoffley out of group six faces JJ Spawn. Odds makers have JJ at plus 150, Xander at minus 188. Both of them, however, Greg, uh, have yet to lose this week. Yeah. Um, boy, there's a lot of that on this board. This is a tough one for me. I've been overlooking JJ Spawn the entire week. I, I really have, but what he showed me making those four birdies on his last four holes today was some really impressive stuff. Um, I, I, I'm a huge fan of Xander and his game, and I feel like Xander is ready to do some real damage in a big one. So I, I'm going to say Xander Shoffley just to stick with the theme here of overlooking JJ Spawn, but I, I, um, I don't feel very confident about it. Rory McIlroy and Lucas Herbert face off in the final Sweet 16 matchup of the day. Rory McIlroy, obviously a big favorite, the second biggest favorite on the board, minus 200 to J to Lucas Herbert's plus 162. So you talked about it a little bit earlier, Greg, um, things starting to click for Rory, and he's obviously already uh, one of the best players in the world. You know, um, this is one of those situations where uh, Lucas Herbert has been hot on the greens and um, he's filling it up and winning all these matches and really inspired. And there's just this one time when you run into somebody who is just who outclasses you and you know it. And all of a sudden the magic starts to cool off and it can it can get ugly. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but I think Rory's advantage here is just far too great. Um, and I'm, I won't be the only one saying that. So it's definitely no offense to Lucas Herbert, but I, I think it's going to be a really challenging situation for him to, to get past Rory McIlroy. By this time tomorrow, when we do our recap episode, we will uh, be down to four. We're going to go 16 to four. So Greg, let's just, let's just put it out there, man. Like which four are we going to see on Saturday night? Um, ah. It's easy, like it's easy to say, Scotty Day. Well, I guess it's not no. that easy to say because Homan like can't lay and oh man. All right, well, uh, I don't know. So <laughs> I, I do think Scotty gets into the me, final four. Me, me as well. I do think Rory gets into the final four. I do think Cam Young gets into the final four. <sighs> so I see. I just have this inkling that Xander's going to lose to JJ. I mean, it's hard to realistically rationalize it, but I, I just have a feeling JJ wins. Now the path for Rory, assuming he can win, which I obviously am, uh, the path for Rory gets pretty easy. And I think, can't and easy is the wrong word, but it's a lot lighter than the path that Scotty Scheffler will have. It's a lot lighter than the path for Burns or Cantlay. There's going to be a weird one. Like it's yeah. going to be Putnam or it's going to be Hughes or it's going to be Herbert. There's going to be a weird one. I think it comes out of that lower left. The, the, um, home of, I, I, I can Mackenzie Hughes come out of that group. I don't know. I think so. I mean, th that's a pretty, I mean, Homa Burns Cantlay is three a gauntlet, a gauntlet. And then Mackenzie, I, I want to say it's Kitayama. I love Kitayama, but I, Cam Young is a demon right now. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if you could beat Cam Young. All right. I'll I mean, go. I, I want to see Rory Cam Young. That's okay. what I really well, want. Well, what see. I what I would love to see is Scheffler, Homa, Rory, Cam Young. That's what I would love to see. But I'm gonna go with Scotty. Oh God, 
<laughs> Kitayama, Burns, and Rory. All right. I, I actually a little bit. I love Homa, but I, I worry a little bit about the day off. Quite honestly, I do too. Which is irrational. It's stupid. But before that, he 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 didn't really have to do. This has been kind of a coaster. He, he's been coasting. Yeah, he has not played that well. Which is nothing against him. He hasn't had yeah. to. He hasn't made mistakes. He just hasn't really gotten hot yet. All right, I'm gonna find my final answer. Scotty, Young, Rory. Hughes. Okay. I mean, it could be <laughs> when we come back tomorrow and it's Poston, Hughes, Herbert, <laughs> and Putnam. <laughs> we're going to be like, oh, yeah, now I know why they canceled this event. <laughs> yeah. And it could it could happen. <laughs> uh, all right, cool. All right, we'll be back after uh, Saturday's play concludes. We'll have four golfers left, and we'll uh, break down everything that has happened between now and then. Big thanks, producer. Josh does all the hard work behind the scenes. You can find Greg Ducharme on Twitter at the real GFD, and you can find me at Rick Rungood. This has been The First Cut. We'll catch you next time. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.